She Said, He Said is sponsored by Times Media Company and Lee Enterprises. Our show is recorded each week at Creative Space Place Studios in Hobart, Indiana. You're listening to She Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry Davidge, a potpourri of everything that has to do with relationships and the baggage that comes with it, because there's a lot to unpack. Welcome, Welcome to, to She, she said, said, He Said, said. <laughs> right. a podcast that has to do with all kinds of relationships and our relationship with our country, because our country has its birthday in a way. It's, it's the 4th of July episode. Where's your glasses? Sorry, Come I'm on here. Now. We are festive. We got the fireworks. We are festive. We're dressed for the occasion. Look at our fireworks. Complimentary. We're going to light it all up at the end of the show. Stick around <laughs> yeah, for the stick around show. for that's going to be fun. All it up right here. Now, who, who who supplied our uh, fireworks? Uh, oh, fireworks on Lincoln Way. Fireworks and, uh, on right Lincoln Way. Right next to Valpo Transmission, our favorite yes. fireworks store that gave us all these wonderful props. Yes, that, our wonderful props. And a big match. We'll light it all they up They have soon. whatever this, you need, they have it. This studio's going to be blasting soon. Yeah, it be popping. So you're watching, listening to She Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry. We appreciate you tuning in, watching us, listening on your phone, radio, whatever it might be. We appreciate it. And uh, it is. It's the 4th of July broadcast. We have a special story to share. And, it's a very great story. And hoping, hopefully uh, a lesson to pass along because uh, at my expense because the whole thing <laughs> looks bad for me from the get-go. Well, no, it does. It does. It, and it, it's, it, it, it's what every American it should not way. do. At one point of this public. story, I really thought, seriously, we're going to need bail money yeah, because see, that's it – the, that's the, how bad she thought. And that's how. That's how bad. That illustrates my poor actions. So yes. Let's go back in the wayback machine. Not too long, just a few years actually. It's mm-hmm. the Fourth of July. They're having a fireworks show in Valparaiso mm-hmm. at a park, right? Yeah. If you're familiar with Valparaiso, they light off fireworks off of Vale Park Road across the street from the post office. So just moments before the Fourth of July fireworks show began, uh, I sat underneath a tree, uh, texting a family member. Um, just some message on my phone. No big deal. Everybody's waiting for the fireworks. You know, you wait mm-hmm. and you wait, yeah. and it takes a long time before they start. Our daughter Sarah was with us, yep. and she had her friend uh, with her, too. His name was Dakota. So Dakota and Sarah were minding their own business yeah, a few feet away from us. We're just kind of waiting for the show to begin. So oblivious to my surroundings at that moment, I didn't notice all the people. They were starting to stand up for the playing of the national anthem. I didn't see this. I was texting. This included Karen, of course, Sarah, her friend were all there. And then out of the blue, just some guy yells at me, hey, aren't you going to stand up for the national anthem? Yep. And yep. Just like that. And, and it, I froze for a second, and I looked around, and I see this guy my age-ish or whatever mm-hmm. pointing at me. Yes. And he says, stand up for the anthem. Right. And he yelled it, stand up for the anthem. Wasn't the night? Wasn't no, the right wasn't the right thing to, thing to do. Now, me, if you're familiar with the national anthem being sung at the Valpo Fireworks, it's just um, one singer, a cappella, and it was a very lovely young woman who was singing. I don't know if she had a very lovely voice, but just imagine a hush around the crowd as we listen to her sing the words. And, and it was really jam packed. And it was very jam packed. And this responders. man was rude and belligerent and you know i i got up and sarah and dakota we kind of got up and i didn't get up guess who didn't get up <laughs> i didn't get up guess i who was didn't like a get rebellious up. teenage boy so instead of continuing to stand up like i was going to do and i started to do i sat back down underneath this tree like a stubborn kid it was pure rebellious instinct from my youth no thought behind it at all i didn't even think of it and although i didn't don't consider myself overly patriotic 
I'm certainly proud of my decision, not proud of my decision in hindsight for sure, because of course I always stand up. Oh yeah, you do. You know, the absolutely, anthem, you do. Hand over the heart. Yes. If you have a hat, you take it up. All that kind of stuff, like everybody else does. So either way, the um, <laughs> the anthem began playing, and I remained seated, feeling really kind of stupid and now a bit embarrassed and yes. stubborn still and stubborn. Because this guy was still pointing us. Yeah, out. and the guy made another crack at me, loud enough for everybody else to hear. Another crack. It was really kind of quiet, and I just yelled out, "F you!" At the most. There was, you could hear a pin drop because the young woman was about to sing the next verse, and that's exactly when he shouted out oh that ex god. expletive. Oh my god! So that that's <laughs> like it just that's came it. I looked out. over at Sarah. She looked over at me. Oh, we man. knew this is bad. This so, is very very bad. And I didn't realize. I mean, I was caught up in this moment. This moment actually of anger. You know, I. I've been angry before in the past with things. So, again, I reacted without any thought process or any self-awareness. I was in a public setting, and it just came out, and it just happened to come out during a very quiet break in the anthem, like Karen said. So people turned around, yes. looked my way. Didn't Karen, say anything. Karen looked nervous. Very nervous. I was making a scene in public, something I never do. Absolutely not. And, and inside, I was just boiling. I was boiling inside, and I, I couldn't wait for the anthem to end. This guy is still there. Yes, and this, now you have... Literally lit the fuse. Oh my God! I guess yeah. Pardon the pun. I, I lit the fuse. He lit the fuse. So, the second after I did it, of course. So okay. So the anthem plays. She's done. It comes to an, it comes to the end. People maybe applaud. Yes. And that, and I jumped to my feet. Yes. And and I remember I I I went right toward the guy directly. Exactly. Like a heat-seeking missile. Yes, you did. And I said, I'm standing up now. And That's I cussed it. again. That's Another curse word. I called him a curse word. Yes. I went right toward him. And then I raced to him. I said, I'm, I must have looked like Sonny Corleone, I'm guessing, <laughs> from The Godfather, chasing a sister's abusive husband. Yes. Carlo, I think yeah. his name was. So I felt just fire in my eyes. I got into the guy's face. I firmly grabbed his arm. I led him away from my family, from Karen, from everybody else, anyone else. I went to a little tiny spot away. And I said, let's talk. Yes. I said, let's talk. Now I'm ready to talk. Now mm -hmm. I'm standing. You have me standing. You have my attention. Now, now. now it's your time. Yeah, now it's your time. So yeah. let's talk now. So, and even looking back, I'm just embarrassed by this act. <laughs> I could not believe it. Sarah, yeah, it's just, she's like, what's going to happen? I said, I don't know. I looked around and I thought, where are the cops? This is, this is going to be bad, uh, you know? And I just kind of watched and I just nervously... Waited. Uh, so at that moment, I had every intention of maybe if this guy was going to square off with me, even squaring off sounds like I'm 60, <laughs> which I am. I'm going to pop him in the nose yeah, or something. Yeah, give you a knuckle sandwich. Yeah, right, right here, see? All I got are two fives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I just thought, I really thought it could easily get physical, even a push or a shove or something. Right. And I didn't care. I just didn't care at that point. I didn't care whatever, whatever no. happened, happened. Mm -hmm. Consequences didn't matter. Only later did I found out from Karen that, Kind of, she feared I might be arrested. Yeah. Or there's cops everywhere, of you course. You don't know. And I got in this guy's face immediately, and then immediately, here's what happened. I smelled booze on his breath. Oh, boy. That was because I was really close. I mean, I was like this close talking wow. to him. I grabbed his arm, and I said, talk to me now kind of thing. And mm -hmm. as soon as I did, I smelled uh, booze on his breath. 
And that got me even more angry. If I could be more angry, I did. Mm -hmm. So I got, because I don't deal well with drunks. No. Drunks in public especially. I used to think it's fun and amusing. Sure. Especially at like a holiday gathering. Ha ha, look at Tommy. He's, he's got he's the lampshade on his head. Whoa. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Anymore, not no. so funny, not so amusing to me or Karen, generally speaking. So this guy, so I was getting even more mad. I have no sympathy for people who can't handle their alcohol, especially in public. So right. either way. So I said, have you been drinking? And he replied, yeah. And then he said, I've been doing it since earlier in the day. And then he did it with kind of with a slurred speech. So I knew he was drinking, maybe drunk, whatever it might be. So that changed my tone in a way. Mm -hmm. It changed his tone too in a way because he kind of admitted, yeah, I've been drinking. Yeah. He didn't have the bravado. He just had 30 seconds ago or five minutes ago, whatever it might have been. So his response softened a bit. My tone softened a bit too. I stopped cursing. That was, yeah, well, that that's was one a, productive that's a plus. thing. That's a bonus. Yeah, I yeah. have a problem with that. And then I asked for his first name, something I do with Yes, you do. Everybody. everybody. I've, I've done it literally with thousands of people through the years. If they read my work or they introduce themselves or they see me or know me, I mm -hmm. ask for the first name. I shake their hand, that kind of stuff. So I asked him his first name. I told him mine. I started to calm down a bit. And I asked why he felt justified, like, to yell at me in public. Yes. Like, what was behind that? I mean, I was literally three seconds behind the rest of the family to get up. Yeah, you were on your way. From my texting, you know, when the, when the national anthem started. And then, um, so then he explained that he's a proud military veteran and it offended him that I didn't immediately stand for the anthem, he said. Mm -hmm. So then I'm going, oh, okay, now I'm, I see the motive kind of thing. Okay. First he's drinking and then he's a proud vet. National anthem came out. He thought I was not going to stand at all, even if I was too slow for his liking or whatever. So, okay. He said to me, quote, unquote, it would be disrespectful to our country and to our flag and to all of us vets if you didn't stand. And I said, okay, I totally understand that. I explained to him that I was just distracted for a moment. That was yeah. it. I was just distracted just for a moment, and I didn't think about it, actually, when it happened. So I said, here's what happened to me. I didn't realize the anthem was playing. I was texting, I think, my mom or my sister who was somewhere else. And I said, of course I was going to stand for it. I always stand for the anthem, I told him. If you just gave me a couple seconds, I would have stood up without your marching orders. That's what I said, quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. He nodded his head in agreement, and then he apologized. Then he started the whole apology, the, <laughs> the procession of apologies yes. from this guy. I knew his first name at the time. I already shook his hand now. Now he's starting to apologize. So he said, um, I apologize for being out of order, and I apologize for, uh, for also cursing. And then, then we shook hands, and he asked uh, if the fireworks show with other people. He asked if I was with other people right? because he didn't know because it was so crowded. And I said, um, no. Um, I said, yes, I'm with, I'm with my wife, my daughter kind of thing. I asked if he was with other people oh, too. Remember? And he said, no, yes. he was by himself. Right. So now we're trying to kind of bond. What, yeah. what is it called? Yeah, it's bond, a connect or something. So yeah. he said, no, he's not there with anybody else. He's just, his wife uh, left earlier in the day. She's out of town. Does that mm -hmm. sound familiar or something like that? Yeah. So then I'm going, okay, so this guy's alone. He's at this fireworks show. Uh, I'm with my family. He's not. We already shook hands. We're developing a, a relationship. friendship. Something. I, it's odd. It does sound nice. So I can't believe I even did this. So first of all, I can't believe I lost my temper. Right. I can't believe I made a scene of any kind in public yes, like that. Exactly. And then I also can't believe that I asked if he wants to join us. <laughs> that was the strangest thing. For the fireworks show. Because the next thing I know is I turn around and here comes Jerry and this guy, kind of arm in arm. Kind of arm in arm. Kind of arm in arm. And he introduces me to his new friend. And this guy takes my hand and he kisses it. 
And he says, I am so sorry. I apologize. I, I did not mean any disrespect. I am so sorry. And I'm like, okay. And Jerry says, he's going to watch the fireworks show with us. I'm like, <laughs> okay. He's our new friend. <laughs> so he sat down next to the curb, uh, right on the curb next yes, to us, did. right to my left, Karen's mm -hmm. to the right. Mm -hmm. And then together we kind of sat in awe of the fireworks show overhead. And, you know, uh, it went on. And I looked over to my left and I see this guy there that I, <laughs> was I really thought we were gonna like duke it out, Karen? Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Who says fisticuffs? I do. Karen does exactly right. Because I've had many Fourth of Julys, with, right? With fisticuffs. With fisticuffs. Yeah, of course. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I looked to the left. And it was this guy, and now we're watching the fireworks show. And while it's going on, of course, it's easy to get kind of not bored by fireworks, but you know, you take it for granted. They they, they go on and on. So I had time to think. Right. And I'm thinking this is an interesting scenario. I can't yes. believe what happened with this guy, the situation, and it happened at on the Fourth of July with the fireworks overhead, and he's we're all looking up and these two. Ooh ah. Yeah, ooh and ah. Then I look over to Karen's to my right, same thing. So I thought of this uh, this guy and the Fourth of July incident when I started to lose my temper with people who disagree with my views or my lifestyle or my politics. It happens a lot in my job. Yeah. And it happened recently, and I'll get to that in a second when we're mm -hmm. done with the story. How it just happened just a couple days ago again, but especially on social media, which has gone from a constructive kind of a sounding board to a very destructive whipping post in many ways. Yes. So political differences are, are sparking emotional fireworks year round in every sector of our society. Civility is just becoming a, a lost consideration. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of all this kind of stuff with this guy. And I forgot his name now. Oh, so it's he, not in, not so in your story. Yeah, oh. was, I didn't want to identify him in I, public. Oh, yeah, okay. I felt bad. I think his name was Frank. Oh, Frank does sound right. Yeah. So I was thinking of all this kind of stuff. And I see the examples of our national kind of incivility every week in the news. Oh, every gosh, time it's everywhere. It. Yeah. So to see him next to me while this is going on and then to see this uh, Karen on the right. And we're all watching these fireworks together. I was just overcome with this. I wrote about the experience as I do with most experiences. Yeah. So then the fireworks, the show ends and uh and we all stand up and yes what did he do when he left he he took my hand again and sincerely apologized and he and kissed her hand again. He kissed my I mean, hand again and thanked us for letting letting him watch the show with us i mean it was yeah it was quite remarkable to it be really honest, was that we were taken aback by everything my mm -hmm. actions his actions the scenario but we also kind of learned this lesson. I learned a real valuable lesson. First, I've tried to control my anger more than I do, obviously, mm -hmm. which I think I've done since then. I think you do a remarkable yeah, I'm job. I'm getting better at that. And two is that there's hope. Uh, there's hope for us. So, I mean, we could have these differences, these difference of agreements, and politics is such a, a key factor. And this had nothing really to do with politics per se. It had to do with his, his perception of reality, what was taking place. He thought I was being disrespectful to the flag and to vets and to mm -hmm. America. And obviously I wasn't, but... It's so easy to lose ourselves in that moment. Yes, it is. It's easy for all of us to... Oh, my glasses are still on. I forgot they're on. Sorry. It's, I'm so festive. <laughs> it's easy to forget all this, though, in these moments when you're bothered. You see on social media, people exchange things back and forth. It's, yeah, and, and it also didn't help that he was inebriated. No. No. That, that was a really bad um, element to all of this. So it was lucky that this gentleman did calm down. Because he could have, you could have, again. He could have doubled down on everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I would have doubled down, too. Right. And then, again, we have bail to go money. back. Bail money. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But I'm so glad that it ended the way it did. So I came to the conclusion, I cooled my jets, is that sometimes it helps just to meet your opposition and to talk about it. Yeah. And I've learned this also on, on social media. I will offer, if somebody opposes me, 
challenges me, threatens me, calls me out, I'll say, well, let's meet. Yeah. And we'll figure things out. So either we'll meet and we'll never get along again, which is fine with me, mm-hmm. or we'll meet and we could actually shake hands, find some kind of a common ground, how something many, beyond our politics. And how many times does that happen? Yeah, just a handful of times. Yeah, I was going to say, not very many. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a column when I first started with the Times. It was about uh, Trump mm-hmm. and Trump supporters. And it was I, I depicted exactly how I view it and how I feel about it. And I really caught hell from a lot of people about it. Sure did. I mean, I really divided sure people. Did. I divided people, you know, right down the line. And people were threatening to cancel their subscription. Who is this new guy? Get or rid of him. thought you were a hero. Or thought I was a hero and yeah. loved best column ever. Mm-hmm. It was all that kind of stuff, yeah. But what I learned is I met with some of these people who were, who were opposing me. They called me and left me voicemails, heated voicemails, angry voicemails. Oh, my gosh. The first... 15, 20 voicemails I got when I started again with the Times were just very angry, uh, positive they, ones they too. They called you very colorful names. They did. So what I did is I tried to employ the same method. Let's meet with some of these people. Yes. Don't just call me and hang up. Yeah. Tell me your name. Uh, give me your phone number. We are civilized adults. I'll text you. We'll get together. We'll talk. And I did. So I set up a meeting with some of these people. I was at a pizza place in Valpo. I remember that. She yeah. was pizza, I think it was. And I just invited these people who thought I was this person who I, I'm convinced I'm not. They thought I was. And I thought if you meet, then you can maybe find a common ground. Like I did with this guy, I thought. Because when I really kind of took him by the arm and said, I'm up now. Let's talk now. It was just let's talk about this. Exactly. You know, and he could have walked away. Yeah. But I'm glad he did. So let me ask you something. So when you grabbed his arm and said, "Let's talk," yeah. was your does, is that what you wanted to do, or did you want to like what bop him in the nose? Bop him in the nose. All these characterizations <laughs> are know. so funny. Yeah, yeah. I was mad. I thought if if he instigated it more, if he made things worse, then it'd be fine. I don't. I don't. I didn't care at that point. I was just mad. It was just stupid. It was stupid testosterone ego guy mm-hmm. stuff. It's, yeah. It's, it's, there's no. There's no. I'm not proud of it. No explanation for it. Mm-hmm. But during that moment, I didn't of course, care, what, yeah. care how he reacted. <laughs> but it reacted well both ways, and it was a good template for I thought, was. how we as Americans, as people, can maybe interact despite all of our damn differences. I mean, we find yeah. any kind of wall to be tribal, to be yes, parochial, to, to separate us from anybody, whether it's looks, image, judgment, politics, sex. Um, Your job job, earned income, anything. We will find any wall to divide us. And I thought the 4th of July is a perfect opportunity to to recast that narrative in many ways and how we can kind of show who we can be, mm-hmm. maybe a better version. Because the, the initial aspect of myself on that evening was the worst version of me. Yeah, It really was. It, I'm not proud of it at all. But at the end of that, just 15 minutes later, literally 15, 20 minutes later, it was probably the best version of me. Yeah. And I don't know how I came full circle, but if I can do it, and trust me, I have a lot of problems. Then you could do it. Other people can do it. And we can make this happen, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, 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 some credit had to go to this guy. Because yeah. like you said, he could have doubled down and he, it could have been worse. He but he not. was willing to open up and, he was and as talk well. to you. Yeah, we both were. put his walls down, even though they were drunk walls. He put them down. He did, yeah. yeah. And, was it, and didn't you think you were a police officer at first? He thought I was? Yeah, I thought he thought you were a cop. Why would he think that? I don't know. Oh, no, I don't remember. I thought, I thought that's from the story. Anyway, so that's how well it ends well. We haven't saw him since. I have no idea really who is anymore. And I, I hope forgot. wherever he is, he is telling this story now that I tried to cuss this guy out for not standing up. Yeah. And he wound up being a good guy. And to tie off the rest of this little story, and we're done with it, is I'm wondering if he remembers the same version that actually happened. Oh. Because a lot yeah. of it's revisionist history, which is going to lead my next segment on this show for the 4th of July of how we remember history, how we create history. And who makes history? It's usually the victors, not the victims. 
And I don't know if he's going to cast it like, yeah, I came in there and told him, you know, stand and up. He stood up. Put him in his place. And then he, you know, he went back down to his wife. And maybe not. Maybe he's saying exactly what happened. Yeah. Maybe he's not. I would love to meet him again. If you happen to watch this or listen to this, please contact me. Let me know if it's accurate, if you remember it like I'm recalling, because we saw it personally. And I wrote about it immediately afterward, as yeah. I do for most things. So I'm pretty sure I captured this exactly how it happened. Oh, absolutely. For my faults, his faults. And to credit both of us at the end. Yeah. It always makes for a great story. <laughs> so we hope we wanted to share it with you on the 4th of July show of She Said, He Said. Just yeah. to give us maybe some hope, right? We all need hope. Because, man, look at our country. It's it's just a mess. It's really so divisive, is. so polarized. Yeah. People are just so mad. I mean, they, they hate Everybody is very, very easily offended. Yeah, about, about anything. Yeah. And, and this would get anybody offended on both ways. If you were a veteran, you saw some guy slouching and texting and, yeah, I, and I could not see getting that. up for the right. anthem. I see his point completely now. Mm -hmm. You see my point? I just didn't get up fast enough. You see my point, too. If we could just bridge that from here to here, that's all we're looking for. Mm -hmm. See, we get some takeaways on she said, he said, as, as well as just a bunch of silliness that we typically do. And we'll yeah. light these off soon. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Fourth of July fun facts. Did you know, Jer... There were 56 signers to the Declaration of Independence with Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Roger Sherman, and Robert R. Livingston. Okay, wait. How many would you have guessed there were signers? I would guess 25 to 30. Oh, I would think that many because you saw you all the signatures 56. except you see the great big John Hancock. Yeah, right. I didn't realize there was so many. That's my point. <laughs> I didn't realize. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, look, comprising the committee of five that drafted it, Benjamin Franklin, right. at age 70. I had 70. no idea he was 70. I, no I heard he was, he was a huge old. drunk. Um, was the oldest of the... I bet he stood up for the anthem. Yeah, but he did. Um, was the oldest of the signers, and Edward Rutledge, at age 26, was 26. the youngest. Two future presidents signed it, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, yeah, that, yeah, both right. who died on the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration they died on that day? Yeah. Huh. July 4th, 1826. Oh, that makes for Who good knew? Who knew indeed? Who knew? Also, right. did you know? Did you know this, Jerry? You no. probably did because you sent no. it to me. There's one place in the United States with Patriot in its name. Where Patriot, is it? Indiana. Seriously. With an estimated population of 205. Oh, my God. It's a it's great a place to town. be on the 4th of July, isn't it? Do you remember? I must have a cute little parade, like um, one float. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Just chugging on by. marching band. There's a one-man band. <laughs> it's a garbage truck. <laughs> um, remember after 9-11, we were very, like, patriotism swelled in all oh, of our yeah. hearts. And it should be, absolutely. I drove to New York City, remember? Yes, I, I know. Remember, I remember it really well, that feeling. Yeah. Of course, you should. Yeah. But my thing is, is that they kind of try to um, exploit or capitalize on all the American, this, we're America, all the way down to, you, you're not going to call them French fries anymore. They're freedom fries. Oh my Remember God. That? That's so American. I know. Isn't it? <laughs> that lasted, what, a minute? We will commercialize and whore out anything yes, we for will. a buck. Yeah. Uh -huh. French fries, they're freedom but fries. But I remember it was the Patriot Act, and you weren't allowed to say anything against America. That's true. That's true. Remember the, the Dixie Chicks? They said something about President Bush, and they were banned. That's all it took. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's all it took. And I mean, we thought it was bad then. Now, holy was, cow, you yeah, know. That was nothing, That actually. was nothing, you know. But I just, I always remembered everything was Patriot this, America that, Freedom Fries, not French Fries, because why give up to France? These are American. Oh, my God. Freedom Fries. That's so stupid. <laughs> we are so stupid. <laughs> Which circles back to the beginning of my story, how stupid I was, stupid this guy was. We're just stupid people. 
History is written by the victors, not the victims. Look no further than our U.S. history textbooks, which misled generations of students with sanitized versions of our nation's often inglorious past. The genocide of Native Americans, the slavery of black Africans, the oppression of women's rights, and wrongly justifying unjust wars, among others, our history is littered with harsh realities. Although we've been taught that the United States is an utterly unique triumph of freedom and democracy and goodness and decency, this is not the whole truth about our country. Our leaders, the victors, have lied, cheated, swindled, broke promises, violated treaties, exploited workers, bombed civilians, assassinated foreign leaders, and sabotaged elections, among other misdeeds throughout history. This, too, is America the Beautiful. As we celebrate Independence Day with parades and fireworks, star-spangled talk of freedom, we should also keep in mind our nation's factual, not fancied history. This isn't an indictment against Uncle Sam. It's an insight about ourselves, then and now. Unlike what is historically documented in the Declaration of Independence, not all truths are self-evident. It's our patriotic duty to explore our nation's complicated history, the mistakes, the misgivings, and everything in between, and learn from it, thanks to unflinching historians. The 4th of July holiday is the ideal day to do this, to look back, to look ahead, and to look in a mirror. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy 4th. Be safe. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to She Said, He Said with Jerry and Karen. We appreciate our special 4th of July show. Pay attention for the after show. We're going to light all the fireworks outside the studio in just mm -hmm. a minute or so. You can watch that on Facebook or other social media. Yeah. Okay. It's going to happen. Just look for it. Yeah. We hope you subscribe to the show in one form or another. You can watch us on uh, the Times. NWI.com. You can listen to us at Google. Spotify. Apple. iHeart. Odyssey. Odyssey. Okay. <laughs> Wherever you find your podcast, we'd love for you to join us. Absolutely. And always give us feedback, uh, Facebook. And have a safe Please 4th of July. Please be safe. Don't do anything stupid that oh I did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Be safe. Have fun, though. And have fun. Yeah. But be safe. That, too. And All have right. fun. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to She Said, He Said with Karen and Jerry Davich. Sponsored by Times Media Company and Lee Enterprises. And recorded at Creative Space in downtown Hobart. Find us at nwi.com and where you find all your podcasts. If you enjoy our show, we hope you return with your own viewpoints about couples, relationships, and the subtle or not so subtle differences between spouses, mates, partners, and potential partners. We welcome your opinions, your experiences, and especially your love lessons.